This is a test of the Bounty Park Alert System. Hello. A lot smoother. Yeah, remember to do everything in advance. What that unmute? Unmute. You have to listen, Dave. Doesn't this show does not produce itself? You know. All right. Who's what? Yeah, no, I do it all. All right. Okay. Yeah. So you just turn up and look pretty. Pretty damn good. Yeah. Hope uh, you like the uh, the backdrop. Yeah, the mural. Did that tonight. That was uh, another post pre-production bit of. Wizardry. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Welcome to the Lattice Football Forning with me, Matt Dean. And me, Dave Bradley. Um, this is the Wednesday show where we talk about Lattice. <laughs> Sorry, just got you there, there, did you, Matt? Yeah. 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 How's your week been? Uh, been all right. I thought yesterday was Wednesday. So it's been one of them weeks. Well, I haven't seen you since last week, have I really? Because I didn't come to the Dorking game. No. Um, discussed stalking on the pod anyway, a bit, bit ropey towards the end. And then it really hit home against Wilston, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, the the main thing to, the main point from it all is how good Dorking and Wilston both were, footballing wise. Yeah, definitely. I was impressed with them both. And I mean, obviously, we're going to come on to the, our performance last night, but, you know, we, we, we've given them, we've made it easy for them, I think. But they've knocked the ball around well, and I've been impressed by the, the the standard of football from the two part-time teams in the division. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think they've just gone full-time, haven't they, Wilston? Have they? Yeah, this season. No, I thought your man last week on the phone, he said that they were still part-time. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're do right. You altering... yeah, yeah, do, do you remember? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I went to Coldplay and got very drunk. Uh, but as you can tell from the ref review the know, other week, yeah. I know. Um, but yeah, it, they played really well, knocked it around. That number seven, what a player. He, you know, he scored the second goal for Wilston. He just ran the show, didn't he? He just ran through the midfield. So, a lot more questions than answers for Shez at the moment. Um, hey, that was seamless. Yeah. Shall we listen to what Shez had to say when you interviewed him after the matches today? Let's do it. Shez, last six of If you could sum up that performance in the first half. No, very slow, lethargic. I never expected it. I couldn't see it. I didn't see it coming. I've kept the same team who's, who's had two good results. Same players, more or less, I brought them back in. Uh, I was expecting a lot better performance, especially in the first half. We, we, we enabled, uh, or we allowed um, Wheelstone to, to control the game. Really, first five minutes we looked nice and brown, got good areas up the pitch, but very flat, too stretched. With the yellow card to Dan Gardner so early, did that probably affected his game somewhat, didn't it? You know. Well, I think Dan was probably our best player. Uh, he's got to learn to stop getting silly, stupid yellow cards. He's lucky he didn't get sent off. To be fair. Very lucky. So he's got to learn how to get too many, um, and they're, and they're not really malicious fouls or anything for the, the stupid bookings. If you're Just asking clumsy, me, aren't they? saying so. that, I look at him. It's, it's, it's a, I think what was that? What minute was it in the game? Very early in the game. Like the, seventh minute. There was a that. tackle in the game. What was miles worse Saturday night and, uh, on Saturday where the referee let it go. So they just, I don't know, referees here in this league, but. Um, no, he's got to be careful because he was. He, to be fair to the ref, he's, he's probably uh, let him off with the second one. 
a good early spell of play though in the first half with Hallam Hope, you know, running down yeah, the channels. Fed, yeah, for, well, for three or four minutes, probably five minutes. That's not good enough for us at home. Then we're at home. We should be we should be taking care of the tempo of the game was miles better for us second half the way we went about it. Getting them on the back foot and but we're chasing the game and still it's still scrappy and untidy balls when we're in wide areas and picking people out and uh, passing even but we did play with a bit of tempo second half. Did you tell the players what you wanted second half of? Well I, I, we did it, we got it, the early goal. Um give us a lift and then we often puffed and there was things, whether they were goals offside, I don't know, but still was I still felt there was a lack of quality in in um higher up the pitch and, and, and create uh, we should have created more problems for him with the possession we had. I think the frustration came with the fans because they, they, they felt there wasn't there wasn't a lack of urgency in the last ten or twenty minutes. They're not wrong. There was a lack of urgency in the first first forty five minutes, which it should never never happen. So um I'm not happy with the way we played first half. People like I say, I'm 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 giving I'm keeping people in the side, I pick the same team. So when you get a result like this, you think as a manager, have you done the right thing or should have changed it or should have moved, you know, put other people in. But um, we need we need bodies to, to uh, make us better and stronger. So the South End trip, are you looking for a bit more reaction? I'd like to think so, yeah. Well we've got to go and win at South End now. If we go and win at South End, it's not a bad start to the to the season. So but when you're at home, we're in this league I think we should be we should be winning games at home. Thanks very much, Shez. No the one thing you can't level at Shez is that, you know, he's honest in he? in his in his appraisals of the games and he sounds as disappointed as the rest of us, doesn't he? Well, he, he looked quite hurt and rather shell shocked by the result last night. You know, when I was talking to him, he was just he, he was like very resigned in terms of he couldn't believe what had happened from obviously what had happened on Saturday. There were signs there on Saturday, obviously being nervy towards the end, but they looked more in control, didn't they? But I think the, the crowd helped on Saturday. And to be fair, the, the crowd were getting right behind them last night, weren't they? Six and a half thousand. That goal, though, from Wilson, that was fairly early, won it? Did kind of kill it a little it did. bit, didn't it? Anyway, let's bring in uh, Latics board, led, Latics mind, board, leader board, legend and leader. Paddy, all right, Paddy. You're never gonna get you're never gonna get an introduction as good as that again off me. Right? No, stick it on my headstone. That was just a one-off. Don't put it on your headstone, it's to be all slurred. <laughs> Nation sharing. Nation sharing. What did you make of Shez's assessment of last night's game, uh Paddy? Well, yeah, he's, he's pretty much got it bang on. Uh, you know, I couldn't really disagree with anything he said. Um it was shambolic, it was absolutely pathetic in that first half. Uh, and he, you know, he's just said as much, really. What would you have done? Um, would you? Would you? Have, I don't know. My brother said he's going to contact us tonight. Um, I watched the game with him last night, and um, he was absolutely furious that Shares didn't do anything after the second goal went in. Yeah. It was like we need to change the game now. It's not working, um, and he wanted to see something, but he didn't make any changes until well into the second half. Would you? Would you have done something different? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it was crying out for first half sub. The the problem is is what what have you got really? You got fond up, haven't you? And then do you just go like for like with Porter? Um, you could have really hauled Porter off after five minutes yesterday. He was an absolute waste of a shirt. Um, he was getting, mean, he like, was just in his pocket, wasn't he? He was in that number yeah. two's pocket, wasn't he? He he had him sussed that he was winning every header. 
yeah. bigger, stronger. Just we just couldn't do it, could he? I mean, I'd, li- I'd like to see Harry Vaughan involved. I don't even think he was on the bench yesterday, was he? And, and well, I know rumors the, are that he's going out on loan. The, I know the argument is that he's small and he'll get bullied in this division, but they had some small players who who looked all right last night. Dawkins had a couple of small lads who looked like they could play a bit. You know, I know the likes of um, I refer to Halifax quite a bit because I've seen them over the years, but. Billy Waters, Warburton, who've been there, they're not big lads. They can play in this league. Yeah, Matty Warburton is a good player. He's 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 like five foot seven, isn't he? He's yeah. not big at all. He, exactly. And he, but the thing is, for me, he didn't even change the shape, did he? No. You know I mean? He could have he could have gone to a four four two, a bit more of a compact midfield. But he's he, this Tollett. Don't get me wrong. He did move around and look quite lively in the first five minutes, but he's sort of stuck in between midfield and attack. And he, I don't think he can ever make his mind up, and he he just seems to get lost. Yeah. And we've, as you say, Porter not doing anything, and Tollett's still indecisive. You got Hope chasing the ball down, which I think the player last night for me was Hope because he was chasing everything down. He looked look, he looked, looked more lively when Fondup came on. But doesn't that say how bad yesterday was that our best player was our best player because he ran around? I think, yeah. I think I think Hallam Hall's contribution to the game generally is pretty good. He, unfortunately for him, is he's not a finisher, is he? He's not composed in front of goal enough, and and that's the problem. But I think he I think he's a valuable, really valuable player to our team. Um, His work rate, yeah, no, he is. He's really quick. He's really fit. He works really hard, and and, and you know, and he he contributes. He gets the ball, lays it off, and all that kind of stuff. What we needed last night, what real problem was, how <laughs> it was nice of Jack Stobbs' uh, mum and dad to sponsor the game, wasn't it? Because uh, they give him man of the match. Oh, sorry, sorry, uh, you know. <laughs> it, it, and then Shez hauled him off just after. But how he got man of the match, I have no idea. No. Like all he did last night was stand on the tu- on the touchline. I mean, there's one thing like keeping the pitch wide, but he didn't give. He, he didn't make the runs all the time. He would. He, he just. He's. He's not a wing back. We found that out against Dorking. He played last night more as a as a sort of out out winger. But he's not a great crosser of the ball. He doesn't make the right kind of runs. When he does get the opportunity to cross it, he tends to fluff fluff his lines. So his, yeah, his, his crossing was absolutely. And then atrocious. down the left hand side, Francis Angol. He, I mean, he's not a wing. He looks to me as if he's carrying player. an injury. I, I don't think he, he looks like he was in pre-season. He looks, he looks like he's, he's got a knock because he's not as fast as he was. He, he's, he's shying away from tackles. The way you spoke he, about him in pre-season, I thought we were going to be getting ten million for him soon. <laughs> he did. He did. Honestly, he looked really good. He looked lively. He, he was running at players, but I think he, I think he's carrying a knock. He must be. You know what I mean? But again, what, who do you put in? Benny Kutu who can't defend. Yeah, I suppose he can't, he can't defend. Can he? He can't defend. Yeah, but he, yeah, he no, can't he defend. Can't, he, he goes, he's good going forward. He's more of a. He is more of a wing a, a wing back, but he can't defend. But then again, the thing the thing for me is Sharon is wasted at central defence. Although he's doing a really good job, and he, I think he played well. Last night, because uh, it was Hogan who was fault for the first goal, because he went charging in and let the defender get the better of him, in, and then anticipated it all wrong and let the ball bounce over him to knock it in. Sharon should be in the midfield with Dan Gardner, the scrappy tackler with a creative midfielder, and then put I know I hate to say it, but Harrison McGay at the back. You know what I mean? But yeah. then again, I don't think we lose that edge of pace, and don't we? What but about Cooper? Again, Cooper, yes, yes. <laughs> I reckon that he was uh, a bit crap last night. To be fair, he, 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 he was. He, couldn't, he just passed it sideways. He got no belief. Yeah. Callum, Callum Whelan two gets the ball in a good position. He won't go forward. He just plays it to Dan Gardner. 
just give it garden and give it garden and give it garden. You know what the difference was though last night between us and them is that when they got the ball, they were all facing their goal and they were running at their goal, uh, our goal. Sorry, they were they were facing back to their own goal and they were they were moving forward as a team. They had momentum. When we got the ball, we had backs to their goal. We were all looking for you know there was no, no momentum so and there was no focus to get it forward. And then we're playing these long balls where. Porter's losing out, Fondop's losing out. We didn't, if we were going to do that because we didn't have any width and we didn't have any effective width, then we needed to load bodies up around the penalty area. I would have brought Fondop and Luamba and put them, and I would have put Hope in and around them mm. and played like a narrow front three. And if we're good, if we're going to launch balls up like that, so at least you've got enough bodies competing for them. It, it, it did not, it, there wasn't like a tactic where it's like, this it was, is what we're going to do. It, it just was didn't revert into long ball though. It, like he ran out of ideas, and but if you're going to revert to long ball, make sure that you set the team up to, yeah, to at yeah, least yeah. be effective while you're doing it. And it didn't, it didn't happen. No. You still had Stobbs out on the on the right wing, and just two people up front who, who couldn't get get involved, get the knock-ons. Bringing Luamber on with like a, a couple of minutes to go, no, was minutes, just, yeah, made no what's sense. The point? It's a bit embarrassing for the lad as well. That's not going to give him any confidence no, as well. Coming on for ninety minutes, minutes, he's not going to change the game. Is it just you leave him off or bring him on 20 minutes earlier, don't you? Definitely. Yeah, I, I mean, I would have, I would have given him a lot, a lot longer. I mean, to be honest with you, I'd start with him. Um, well, and Gardner didn't get man of the match last night, and also how he stayed on the pitch for yeah. that amount of time. He was led a charmed real... life, didn't he? Yesterday, he did, he did. <laughs> uh, but again, he just he looked knackered though towards the end, and I thought when he went down on the halfway line with his knee. I thought, God, here we go, because he's done his cruise shit and he's just come back for that, hasn't he? Do you know what I mean? So it's um it's it's just one of them, isn't it? It's I think what it's we just need frustrating. Four or five signings, but the signings that come in need to be our best players. The next four or five signings need to come in and come in and be starters and hit the ground running and be our best players this season. Otherwise, we're gonna be a million miles away. Mm. I think the issue with Chezzy's, and he said it again last night was they don't want to drop to non-league and we are now a non-league club which is extremely worrying what? you know it is players just don't want to come we said I can't make them come I can't make them come believe me I'm on the phone every day trying to get get people through the door and it's it it must be a bit demoralizing for him but hopefully when the EFL window shuts yeah and they've got no September, choice September the 1st something like that yeah, the early it's yeah. either you go or you stay here and you just set the Take the money, you know. Take the money, which I don't think, you know, players want to do. But then again, you, you could be worse. Who was that one we had from Spurs last season? What was he called? That, that Jamie Bolden. Yeah, that that's what you can end up with. Do you know mm. what I mean? Hopefully, but Shez has got a bit more about him, hasn't he? He's, than Curl. But well, I don't, the signs aren't encouraging. <laughs> but then again, they've had two weeks. The owners we've just bought. There's five, nearly six thousand season tickets sold. That must generate some funds for maybe getting some signings in. Like everyone keeps on banding around Nick Horton. Again, he scored he scored again at weekend, didn't he, for Fylde? Right. But, but to, is, he, is, he gonna, is he gonna be that sort of player? Because he'll he want to start, won't he? And it's gonna be one of them, isn't he? He's, he's not gonna drop Porter, is he? Because it looks like Porter's his uh, his number one choice. I would have played Fond up from the start last night, me. I, I didn't I never thought that Porter would play a Tuesday game if he's played the previous Saturday, to be honest, mm-hmm. just based on his age. So yeah. I was I was really surprised to see him start yesterday. I guess it's one of those if your striker scores, you start with him in it. It's one. Of, I think it's probably yeah, that no, was probably the way of thinking, wasn't it? Yeah, but I think you know I don't, I don't think I don't think he's going to start on Saturday anyway. 
uh, South End. Um, no. But it's going to be one of that. It's going to be one of them. He didn't look with it, did he? Yesterday, as you say, he was. He looked like he was knackered, weren't it? About five yeah. minutes in, as you say, it was a waste of a shirt. You know, he, he, he tried, but he just looked knackered. His legs have gone. Mm. I mean, to be honest, in the 15 years I've seen him, I don't actually think I've ever seen him have a good game, but he does often score goals, doesn't he? Well, not even Nottingham Forest on Boxing Day when we beat him 6 you know, I, I didn't go. Yeah, I was at City Everton that day. I didn't go. <laughs> oh, Paddy the City fan. Oh, my goodness me. Yeah, that was good, that, wasn't it? I remember that. It was. It yeah. was. Yeah, it was New that, Year's Day, not Boxing Day, by the way. Yeah, it was New Year's right, Day. All right, all right. Latin's mind speaks. Oh. <laughs> all right, City. <laughs> so, look, it's very early, isn't it? It's all very early. I think we've we've chopped and changed managers so prolifically. Like, there is room. People are saying, people are saying, she's not up for the job, blah, blah, blah. You know, we've got new owners. They can't work miracles. We've we've spoken to uh, the lads from County. We've spoken to the National League podcast lad, uh, Luke. Spoke to loads of people who've said, this is not an easy division. It's going to be tough. And we are coming into it off the back of loads of years. Like, last two seasons have been our worst seasons at Boundary Park. So we, it's not exactly a fortress. Like, we've a lot of work to do. Like, all the goodwill and all the, you know, the parades and all the brass bands in the world are not going to turn around our problems overnight, are they? No. And I think that, you know, that's going to have, that's obvious. You know, we've not, we've not, the, the players that we've, that we've kept from last season are players that brought us down. The players that we're adding to the squad are new. Um, they're not the best that are out there. We know that. Um, because we can't compete with the with the budget, so we are just going to have to be a bit patient, aren't we? Do you think that? How long do you think that patience is going to last, Paddy? From a fan's point of view, do you think? Um, I think it'll wear pretty thin. Do you mean with Sheridan? Just in general, you know, just before people start getting fed up and like stop going well, and people people morning. want to win football matches on a Saturday. So the more time, the more Saturdays where we don't win, the more fed up people are going to get. And it's completely justified. I mean, you've known me for long enough now, Matt. I get pretty wound up about them uh, when they don't win on a Saturday. But that's that's the re- people go to watch them win games of football. And if they're not doing, then the patience is going to run out. I mean, we spoke there is a reset, week. though, isn't there? We we are in a reset phase, aren't we? I mean, we have to we have to we have to remember that, don't we? In, in, in what way, though? Well, insofar as we've like we've come out of the worst four years of our of our history, like on the pitch. Off the back of then, like fifteen years or so, or twenty years or, or more of just steady decline in terms of like everything, like the club is in a re- it's fundamentally in a really bad way, like infrastructure yeah. wise. In terms of the pitch, though, it's not too difficult to sign some good players and get them out on the football pitch and win I've, games. In I've got, to, I've got to agree with you there, Paddy, because look at the National League. Every team signs eight new players every season, don't they? And then they have to gel and they have to work together. Atlantics have done the same. Look at Wheelston; they rely heavily on the the law market, as he, as he said last week, but they sound like eight new players. Mm-hmm. There's always turn, churn and churn and churn. And I think there's some questions over does he have the does Sheridan have the nows for the National League? You know, it's been it's been discussed a lot of times on the pod with the National League guys saying he's got probably got one of the worst records in the National League. I hope I am I hope that's wrong and I hope he can turn it around. Again it is only three games but Every team is in the same boat. 
you've got to get your players gelling together. And for me, last night, I don't think the players look fit. I think they look absolutely knackered, didn't they? Mm. At some points. Yeah, I mean they're the part-time side as well, and they just ran rings around us. They, for, they did. They did. They took the mickey, didn't they? Yeah. I met a man who's a City fan. He came watching it, and he said, "With the yellow and blue, they look like bloody Brazil against you know men against boys last night." I mean, to be fair, the Dorking game wasn't much better. No, I mean it was it was all round based again round the midfield though, wasn't it? It was round the the fact that we didn't address it and they were bossing the midfield and they were overrunning us and then you know overlapping us on the on the wings, getting yep. men over. You know they were just doing the same things over and over again because we didn't like put our stamp on it, get the the, the right men in the right places, nullify their game and and turn it around and that that was the problem. And that's what worries me is the fact that that's not been addressed in the game. And we've not been able to turn it around. All right, we said, well, we went 3-0 up against Dorking. Yeah. But I'd say that but it wasn't a comfortable win against Dorking by any stretch of the imagination. The thing, did you go to file, Paddy? No. I went, no. and it was exactly the same. They ran the midfield, they went wide, cross, goal, and then Nick Horton scored a screamer from just outside the area. Just that. And we had no answers. There was no, there was, there was no answer to what... To, to move it forward, no creativity, and it it, it is a concern. It, it is a concern, but I'm sh- me the eternal optimist. I've I've got faith in delusion Shed's. list. Delusion, yeah, delusion, <laughs> Dave. Yeah, I, th- I think we've got. I think it's just getting these signings a few more signings because we are thin on the ground. We are, you know, I think we've still got. Is it twenty four players? Twenty five with. Uh, but Lewis Maynard, I, I hope he'll come good and come in and just hopefully get him. Get him into the um, get him into the mix. Where's the, where's the ref review? I don't know. <laughs> it was there, wasn't it? Well, you should, I thought you put it in. Was I there? did. Is there? Oh yeah, I didn't put it into the thing. I didn't right. upload it. Oh yeah, I did. There it is. <laughs> anyway, he was offside though, wasn't he? Yeah, miles off. Yeah, I thought he was. It was a good cutback from Hawk, but Fondot was was offside. So uh, yeah, it's. Well, well, we'll talk about the ref in a minute, anyway. So yeah, shall I think, we, uh, I think we should. Yeah, don't just don't forget that you know this is a football phone in, which means you can uh, phone you in. can phone in, <laughs> but in a, in a very modern sense, I just need you to click the link that's in the comments um, here. This one, just click this link, and uh, you can be like Paddy, only not as good at Latix Mind, and, or in a Fleetwood shirt, or wearing Fleetwood shirt. Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> all right, no need to swear. Um, you can uh, you can join in the conversation, um, but first, this is very very popular already. This popular feature. Well, TikTok's today. gone like melted down, didn't it? It's, it's, it did, just yeah. stopped for uh, they had to reboot TikTok. I, I got told, did, um, yeah. and they said don't put another one up. Yeah, well, guess what's coming up later on TikTok. Well, there we go. That's a shocking decision. Calm down, play advancing. Review, correct review. Hi, I'm Dave Bradley, and I'm a great referee, and also king of the laws. I'm here to talk to you about the performance by Andrew Miller versus Oldham Athletic and Wildstone, assisted by Scott Taylor and Emmanuel Eddy. Andrew, I'm very sorry, but yesterday's performance was subpar. The yellow card to Daniel Gardner, I'd agree with. The time-wasting yellow cards for Wilston, also I'd agree with. Well done and great match control. However, 
The time wasting up by the keeper by Wheelstone, the keeper had the ball in hand for 26 seconds. Under Law 12, Mark 2, that's an indirect free kick. You missed clear obstructions, Mr Scott Taylor, on Hallam Hope. And I'm very sorry, there was a handball in the area as well, which was also missed by you, Andrew. Andrew, it's a 4 out of 10, and it's a red card from me. The Ref Review. Who's Dania Gardner? Dania Gardner, he's related to uh, Han, Hansi Kronje. Uh, <laughs> um, rest in peace. Dan, uh, yeah. Did you notice the edit in there, Paddy? <laughs> did you mention that um, Danny Gardner shouldn't have been on that pitch from about an hour on? Well, or was it all just blink since he'd report that? <laughs> hey, whoa, the ref, the king of the laws, speaks his mind as he sees it. Um, so, yeah, we've just got to uh, give him his due. Uh, you can't question the king of the laws. Before we bring in Scott from um, South End, shall we do a quick um, rundown of the, um, just so we know how, how they got on um, and, and, and where we're all at? Yeah. Um, do the classifieds of uh, yeah. National League, just to let you know that we do have a sponsor. Yes, we do. For the, uh, I've worked really hard on this as well. Yeah, so, you've yeah. worked really hard on this. So they've managed to agree uh, a few jars here and there. Here we go. Beef paste. Yes, beef. Beef paste. Mmm. Mmm. Love the taste. Beef paste. Beef paste. Beef paste. Mmm. Love your face. Healthy man. So this is the classified sponsored by Beef Paste. Yeah. Uh, Boreham Wood. One. Aldershot. Two. Bromley. One. Torquay. Nil. Eastley. One. Dagenham and Redbridge. One. FC Halifax nil, Southend nil, Gateshead one, Notts County one, Maidenhead two, Altrincham nil, Maidstone two, Dorking four, uh, Alderman Wheelstone we already know, Walking two, Scunthorpe nil, uh, Yeovil one, Barnet two, and Chesterfield two, Wrexham nil. And the standings in the league at the moment, Barnet at top on seven, Chesterfield on seven, Walking on third, Wheelstone uh, fourth, Maidenhead fifth, Notts County sixth, Solihull, who are playing tonight against York, which is currently nil-nil, are on seven, uh, and Dorking are eighth, and York are ninth, and we're tenth, and I'm not going to say any more. Where's Southend? Uh, Southend are twentieth. How many points they got? They've got two. So. Oh, two draws. That means they must be beatable. Let's find out. Scott? <laughs> All right, mate. You're right. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're beatable. <laughs> But you haven't been beaten but yet, have you? We haven't. We lost. We lost the first game. Ah, oh, you lost, uh, three games. Played three. All oh, right. Yeah. 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 Mate. We um. Sticks producing we, Matt. <laughs> yeah, we lost to Boreham Woods opening day, which was a really strange one because I actually thought we we played quite well. They were absolute masters of the dark arts, shall mm. we say? A lot, a lot of time wasting. Um, in that one was one of them. I think it, if they go a goal up early doors, they'll they'll just do that. And you have to say that you know they're probably quite good at what they do. You know you might not have to agree with it, but they can do it quite well. Um, and despite getting two men sent off, second one was quite late on. But we uh, yeah we couldn't find a way past them. The keepers made a couple of really good. So one of them was a worldie to be fair, a one-handed catch from a volley. So I've never seen a save like it. <laughs> What one-handed? I was. He, he didn't get the second hand on it till the ball was on the floor, and everyone was just like, "What?" Like, did you go last night? 
No, I didn't go last night. No, I've not done um, either of the two away games yet, which, uh, yeah, last night was um, obviously Halifax and then Saturday yeah. was Solihull. I think on, on the face of it, you get two draws from those two based off of, you know, last season's final standings. They're, they're two pretty good points on the road, to be fair. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, yeah, missed the penalty last night, which, yeah, is unfortunately becoming a bit of a theme. Uh yeah, you were saying think, before we came on that, that yeah. we had this last season. It's You've got to give us that stat. Go on, mate. Yeah, well, I, I didn't come up with it. So someone else has, has worked out that from the last 12 penalties we've had, which I think goes back to the start of last season and then obviously the first one of this season last night, out of those 12, we have missed eight. Yeah, so, that's yeah, that's that's pretty bad. No, it's really, really not good. And off the top of my head, there's been at least three different takers there as well. So you you got relegated. You you were down there last season, weren't you? Uh, you, yeah. you were down here last season, I should say. Yeah. We are in the same boat, unfortunately. Um, and you mentioned the dark arts, and like, is is that something noticeable of a difference uh, from the EFL to the National League? Would you say? Because I noticed it last night from. Uh, who do we play? Wheelstone. Wheelstone uh, they were doing yeah. it a bit with the physio coming on and emptying all this stuff and like, not really yeah. using it and putting it all back in and yeah. you know like and, and wasting like you said the goalkeeper 26 seconds 26 seconds I counted throwing that's it you like, know. real time wasting they but, were to be fair he did book people for time wasting towards the end of the game but it's always towards the end though isn't it yeah it's, 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 not, it's not too good. late it's that's too why late. I got you, four out of ten that's why yeah, I got four out of ten be, I, I think yeah what I would say is get used to the woeful standard of officiating it's it's terrible <laughs> yeah. um yeah very, very quickly i said really do you know what i think the, the worst bit is it's the fourth officials it seems i don't know if it's just us that i haven't really noticed it at away gamers i'll have to keep an eye out for it but it seems to take them an absolute age to get a sub board ready they can't work out how to get the right numbers on the board because uh we, yeah from, from the first game of the season the boring wood game we had to make an early sub someone's come off injured in the eighth minute, we couldn't get the sub on for four minutes because he couldn't sort the board out. So, right. yeah, get get used to the uh, the standard of officiating. In terms it's of South, South End, then, you got Kevin Mayer, who played for yep. Latix for, for a season. And, uh, yeah, he did, yeah. He was, uh, scored a quality goal against, I think, was it against South End, that free kick, Paddy, or was it, Car- was it Carlisle? All oh, right, sorry. Yeah, 6-1 defeat, was it, I think, in the end? Two. He never scored many, Kev, but when he did, it was always a bit of a peach. Yeah, he's best friends with Robbie Williams by all accounts as well. That's a fun fact. His best best mate is Robbie Williams, yeah. Um, So, yeah, but what's he like as a coach, manager? Is he he doing all right for you? Is he he the right man? Yeah, I I think so. Um, I like him. I I think he's very good at sort of... On the face of it, for what we see in the press, his man management seems quite good because he can be kind of critical of a performance. Like by all accounts, last night we were well on top and we should probably have won the game. And obviously we've missed the penalty as well. But then he'll still he'll do that in a way that's burying bits of praise in there as well to like build players back up. He won't he won't just be like hammering players for the sake of it. So um, yeah, I, I think he's uh, I think he's the right man for us still. Um, What's the story then with your uh, chairman and the move to the new stadium and like it, all that stuff, you know, because he wasn't exactly Mr. Popular uh, last no. uh, couple of seasons, was he? What's the crack with him? Is it, have things settled down a bit? Is is the move on or what's it's going settled on? Da- it's settled down a little bit. He vanished for 
a good yeah a good chunk of last season here there was a debacle at Solihull last season which I think off the top of my head was around early October and he ended up in the away end um having it out with supporters and uh, yeah he he wasn't seen from that point until the last game of the season so yeah he he disappeared for a bit took the heat off him and you know at that yeah so that management were were sacked not immediately after that game i think there was one more game we got battered by chesterfield and there was a protest on the pitch and everything which was you don't like to see that but it it was going one way and i think at that point we were in the relegation zone of this division it's like we've just yeah. got back-to-back relegations. It's like we, we're we're just there's mm. no there's no arrest to this this slump in sight at that point. Um, but yeah, that got that got dealt with. They were all they were all sacked. That's when Kev came in, and um, yeah, I think I think since it was about nine months or so now, I, I think I think on on the face of it, it's been good. We we still struggle to probably put the ball in the net as as often as we should be we we can create some reasonable chances but yeah there's i wouldn't really say we've got got anyone prolific enough well we've got two two center forwards out injured at the moment which doesn't help and we had to sell um sell our young striker to Wrexham the week before the season starts his replacement gets injured 8 minutes into his debut so mm. we just we just can't seem to get out the bit when it comes to signing a real goal scorer. Um, but what what we definitely seem to be doing is we're, we're looking lower down. We're I'm not I'm not sure. I know we picked up two. There was two signings came in this window from this level. Everybody else, I think I'm right in saying, has come from below. So we're okay. we're, we're, we're definitely scouring these these lower divisions trying to trying to pick up these youngsters. Well, Christopher Ray is a good signing from Banbury because they're, yeah. uh, they're they're flying in. They're to, I think they're top of the league in the National yeah, League North now. But quite he well, they? played nineteen, scored twenty one. So he's not. not yeah, I not think he got like eighteen assists as well, or something. Yeah, he, he had a great season. So, yeah, he's well. He scored. Um, he scored up at Solihull. Scored a really nice yeah. goal up there. Um, but yeah, he listen. You, you, with a signing like that, it, it's probably not been a big investment for us. So certainly worth the gamble. Is it one of those? I mean, obviously we've just got rid of our owners who've taken us down this far, and mm. now we've got new ones, and we'll have to see how that goes because it's all new. Uh, early signs, in many respects, are good, so we you know we're optimistic. Um, is I mean, it, what's the story? I mean, do you think we, that you need to change ownership? Is he going to leave? Is it going to just carry? Because obviously the, the problems are, they stem from the top, don't they? Yeah. And you're struggling big time. Um, are, are fans just kind of like now, do you see, you know, you've done a bit of protesting, but I mean, you, you have a podcast, right? Is that? That's... Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's, what's the, what's the general feeling about like, do you think now you're going to just be at this level for a, for the foreseeable? Um, because you've, you know, when you look at the money that's come in, the teams that are, that are here, do you think you're going to be here for a long time? Yeah, if I'm being brutally honest, I do. I, I don't. I personally don't think this club gets another promotion under its belt with the current chairman. Hmm. I don't because he he may have all the best intentions in the world, but I simply don't think his pockets are big enough. There's there's a lot a lot of money in football now, even at this level, and yeah, sadly, I just, I just don't think he's got the deep enough pockets. There's still 
still bits of information come out. Okay, of course it's all rumours, but you know when it keeps happening, you think is there some truth to this? Of people not getting paid, not not players, not management yet, because mm. you know that that has happened in the past. But there's there's allegedly staff, you know, getting paid late, um, and you just you just can't run a business like that because yes, it's, it's, that's that's just going to seep through, and mm. we've we. We missed out on one signing in particular uh, this summer, Josh Kelly from uh, Maidenhead. Because um, they, they flat out wouldn't deal with us because of our previous misdemeanours. We don't, you know, we're not good payers. So well, it's, that so it's sounds us in that very, we're, we're getting very familiar. Yeah. Very <laughs> familiar. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, isn't it? It doesn't, it... it's, it's just sad. It, it is. It sad. shouldn't be allowed, you know, this, the fit and proper persons test and all all that, you know, that where they have to prove proof of funds, it doesn't mean a thing, does it? Because no. there's no fines, punishment, or any points deduction in terms of staff staff or players not getting paid, even though when you go into administration, you just get hammered 12 points. So there should be some form yeah. of um points deduction for me, or you know, this yeah. shouldn't it shouldn't be allowed. Or I, I, I don't know what's your views on it, Paddy. Yeah, well, I mean, do the National League even do? Checks on things like that. How long's he been there, the South End chairman? Over uh, twenty for definitely twenty-five years. Oh, God, well, so it's like yeah, it's a long time. It's a, it's a long right, time. Yeah. Right. I, I remember. I remember when he came in. Yeah, I've been going. I think twenty. Twenty-six years now. I think. I'm, yeah. So he's, he's. I remember when he came in. Just so yeah, I'd, I'd say it's about twenty-five years. It's crazy how they split through the net, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, were, were the checks even as big as they are now? And they're, they're, they're pathetic now, aren't they? But I bet there was mm. very little checks going on 20 years ago. From the yeah. little that I've seen of the guy, like in terms of when speaking and media and social media and all that kind of stuff, he seems like he's very much of the opinion that he knows what he's doing and he he knows what's best for the club <laughs> and that, um, and, and you know, and that everybody else's opinion isn't quite up to the level of his opinion. Um, but if he's been there for 25 years and he's presided, or, you know, you were in League One, you know, you know, in the National League. I mean, we um, had a year in the Championship. 15 years ago, we had one season in the Championship. And now we're, we're 15 years later, we're, yeah. we're in uncharted territory. You know, this is the that, lowest level we've ever we've ever sunk to. That was mm. the Freddie Eastwood days, that, weren't it? You know, it was, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Flipping out. I remember, I remember first watching him uh, for, for Southend against us and he just tore us a new one, didn't he? Yeah, he's, he's the best player that I've seen play for Southend. I, I just missed uh, Stan Collymore as a player. But um, yeah, Fred, Freddie's the best player that I've seen. Uh, none of us were at this one, but Rob was. Oldham nil, Southend won. Rob's first game in the 72-73 season. Yeah. So who, who do we have to look out for? Who's your best player? Who, who, tell, tell us a bit more about your squad. Who, who do you rate? Who's, who's good? Or is it is it is it all a bit doom and gloom? Because you, you seem quite down. No, I mean, no, I mean there's. I, I think we've got good players. We, we've suffered again at the start of this season with a little bit of an injury crisis. I think we're already seven or eight players down um, with a couple of little knocks. I, I don't think any of them are particularly long-term other than the, the, the two strikers that we've had. One of them's had knee surgery. Uh sort of around October, November last year. And the other one ruptured his um, Achilles towards the end of last season. So, yeah, that's the, the, the two that you, you know, you could probably get away with one of them being out. But when you've got both of them out, it's like you, you just you just can't get out the bit. 
Um, best players, I don't know if it's a good thing or not. Best players, probably the goalkeeper. With his um, one-handed catches and stuff. Are you are you pretty solid? Are you pretty solid at the back then? Because he got the two draws away from home. Are you pretty pretty tough to break down? It's difficult because I, yeah, as I say, I, I didn't go to either of those games. So yeah, on on the face of it, it, it would seem so. We've we've defended quite well. We've had um, we've had a young lad make his debut um, at right wing back in well yeah, on Saturday, and he played again last night. Who who seems to have done really well. Um, yeah, listen, we we have got other good players. Um, Nor Hussein, centre midfielder, I think is a very good player, but he's probably not going to play. He's injured, didn't play last night. Uh, Nathan Ralph, I think, is a very good player for this level. Jack Bridge, Dan Mooney, Callum Powell. Callum Powell is probably our our greatest threat at the moment. Um, You know, very busy forward. Like, (laughs) I'm not sure he's a centre forward. I prefer him as a wide forward, but he's been playing through the middle because we're a little bit short. Um, he's yeah, very pacey, very tricky, very busy. Um, just you know, it's, it's just not quite happening for him in front of goal at the minute. We we should have no fear of bringing him down in the box though and giving you a penalty. I think it, like if, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> if he's going through on goal, and as long as it's not a, as long as it's not a red card offence, bring him down and you'll miss the penalty. Yeah, like, pretty much. Yeah, pretty, yeah. Like you've got like a sixty percent chance of missing or something yeah. like that. So the odds are pretty good. So pathetic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So that's a tactic that, the, that our defenders need to keep in mind for Saturday. Um, yeah. So coming from the you know the EFL down to the uh, National League, what 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 have you enjoyed? Like I said, the top five None things you've enjoyed. Right. <laughs> and and, uh, and you know what? The, last, last season, I think the the only. Well, one of the good things was, you know, you could go back to football again. That that was like, but uh, but very quickly that novelty wore off when at the start of the season we well we won the first game, but then I don't think we got another win for like seven or eight games, and it's like oh we're still like terrible. So yeah, that that novelty very quickly wore off, and I think if you if you come down to this league thinking you'll be all right, not necessarily thinking you're going to bounce straight back up, but you think you'll be all right, you'll get a rude awakening quite. Quickly, tell him um, he's wrong, Paddy. Paddy. Paddy believes that we um that Champions we will always League. always be. Uh, the expectation is that we will, after after that bad result last night, Paddy, we're going to go to South End and win what? I mean, I mean, we should be winning what? But South End, like what? No, I don't think the division's easy. I think there's certain <laughs> games that should be easy. In Dorking and Weldstone are games that should be easy, but I think we're going to struggle on Saturday. I don't think South End's not a place that I can recall has been particularly. It's always been the, the first memory of me for South End was when Ian Snowden scored the own goal in the uh, 94 95 season. You know, when we signed him from Everton under Graham Sharp and he was meant to be the next big thing after Richard Jobson was sort of injured before going to Leeds. And we signed Ian Snowden and he scored this awful own goal. And that's that's probably my memory of South End in, in a nutshell, really. Getting beat 1 0. It's always, always a 1 0 defeat and always a last minute goal or something stupid that happens. But then again. Uh, the, the, the only time I've been to Oldham is the coldest I've been at a football match. <laughs> <laughs> it was that game in 2011. It was FA Cup. I think it was a replay and the winner would have played Liverpool at Anfield. Yeah. And it was cold. Uh, yeah. Was it cold yeah, then? Was it? It was cold. It was cold. It was cold. I'm pretty sure it was snowing. You, but you've got the um, like, you've got all the southern teams at least. Like, because for us now, it's very much a southern league, isn't it? The, the, the national league. There's a lot of southern-based teams in there. Like, there's more. You know, we've not got that many in our in our locality. 
Mm. We're going to York in August. We've got Halifax. We've got Chesterfield. We're not we, Chesterfield's not exactly close. It's you know Wrexham. Wrexham. Like we, you know, Scunthorpe's mm. not close. County. Yeah, but there, we, there's not really like considering how many teams there are in our region. Yeah, um, Paddy's going down like the trooper he is with his boys on a Saturday, aren't you? You're making the drive down there. Yeah, like with. With South End being like we played Torquay, we took Lords down there because obviously Torquay's a nice place to visit. South mm. End, you would have thought like if there was a lot of southern teams in the area, you know, a day by the seaside, is it should it is it and should it be a good away day for visiting yeah. supporters? Yeah, I, I would have said so. Yeah, I think the like most, the, the high street probably needs leaves a little bit to be desired. But that down down the seafront's lovely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. especially this this time of year as well, yeah. Yeah. That seafront's very nice. Looking forward to it, Paddy. Absolutely not, no. <laughs> <laughs> Are you boys I looking think, forward I think to it's it? a strange one. I yeah. think it's a bit of a banana skin. Do you think? For yeah, who? I do. For, for us, for us. I, I think it's... Uh, I think on... Obviously, like yeah, the game isn't played on paper, but when, when our fixtures come out, I thought we had a very tough first month based off of, you know, last season's final standings and then you've got a, a relegated team in there. Yeah, I think re- re- playing relegated teams early on is always a bit of a banana skin. Not for wheels. It'd be interesting. I think if we if we can if we come out of that with a win on Saturday, we've that's not a bad return from four games with with two centre forwards out. Yeah, what would yeah. you five points from from four games that would be? I'd I'd probably be quite happy with that. Same for us. Like we, if we, if we win on Saturday, then it's it's a decent start to the season. If we lose. Yeah. Two defeats, mm. one win, a draw. Mm, you know, it's not great. It could be. Yeah. I mean, our win, um, our in fact, our nil-nil draw against Torquay was the first um, time we'd not been beaten on the opening day of the season since 2015. So just to get a point this we, season we, on the opening I mean, day, we, we had, we, we've had very similar last four or five years. I think we've been on like identical declines, just a year apart from each other. And this is the thing, isn't it? I mean, you look at all the clubs like us, you look at um, Scunthorpe and teams that, you know, when when it whenever it happened to Wrexham, whenever it happened to Notts County, whoever it was, there's there's always a, yeah. a a period of time where it's all just started going wrong. And it's, you know, it's not rocket science really to figure out that it's bad management. That, yeah. that has, not, not exactly, not, you know, not coaching, but in terms of oh, management, management at the top yeah, yeah management at the so top many level. times we we would send little you'd hear little pockets of fans saying you'd see it on twitter you'd see it on all the forums well it can't get any worse and i, I had to say look no shut up because it absolutely can because it always <laughs> does every time someone says that it yeah. continues to get worse well Torquay have been down to um national, national league, league south haven't they stockport mm. have been down to national league north it can happen york happened to york as well yeah, yeah like yeah. you know we we were we were convinced that if, if these owners stayed in charge um of us this season we would we'd be going the same way you because were convinced, the t- you mean well yeah i think were plenty- you not were you not convinced I didn't think we were never we were never going to go down from this division. We could have us. No, we, no, you're actually right, Paddy, because we would have gone bust before we got before <laughs> well, yeah. we got a chance to go down. But like, you think how much we're struggling now? Imagine what it would have been like if more had still been recruiting, and like you know, and arguing with shares and all this kind of stuff, and saying, yeah, you can't sign Dan Gardner, you can't do this. You know, it, it, it would have been an absolute disaster. And it was every chance that if we hadn't gone bust, which we would have done, had these owners not come in. Then we would have. I think we would have been in serious danger of getting relegated out of this division again, because it's just we were just in that spiral of of absolute catastrophe. Like it happened to stop. It can happen. Like there's no club that's too big, like at our level, because we're not. 
you know, obviously oh, compared no, to South End were massive, obviously, <laughs> you know, I mean, huge. Um, but no, we <laughs> you were know, the not really, year, are we? we? You know what we I mean? We were identical last year. I think we lost to, I think it was Torquay. And it was about the third time in three games we'd lost one nil in the last minute or something like that. And that was when we actually slipped into the relegation zone. And it's like, nah, like, what what are we actually doing? Because when when just... you late goals, like when you're in that, when you're struggling like that, you give away late goals all the time, don't you? It yeah. happened to us, didn't it? It's happened the mentality to us. thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're just not mindset. concentrating. Mindset. They just, yeah, you know, last season. Yeah, against it, Carlisle. Swindon. And... Oh, oh, yeah. It was just heartbreaking. I couldn't tell you the last time we scored one in the last minute. That never happens. Yes. We, ne- we never nick a, never seem to nick a last-minute winner. When was the last time? Paddy. You're Come on, last Paddy. Time. When was the last time we scored a last-minute winner? God, I don't know. I can't remember the last time we scored a winner. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I remember one, actually. I remember one. We we beat Kings Lynn one, I think it was 1-0 last season. We got a last-minute penalty, and it was never a penalty. It was never. It was a great tackle. Kingslands, they got relegated, didn't they, last season? Yeah, they did. It was, yeah. honestly, it was never a penalty in a million years. But we beat Port Vale last year, good. didn't we? We did beat Port yes. Vale at home last we season did. with a very late goal. Was that, was that Sam High? It was, wasn't it? It was on goal, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, knew you, I knew you'd get there in the end, Paddy. Port Vale, yeah. Yeah. 3-2. Yeah, that was the pa- the part there, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Put Pidge up front, didn't he? So, yeah, God. Something's more bad, isn't it? So, I want to just touch on the, you know, the Phil Brown days at Southend. Can you just elaborate on that? Because I, <laughs> I, I detest, he, he's the antithesis of football yeah. and fair play and <laughs> as, as a, a human being. He's, he's a, he's a tanned rat. <laughs> I don't like him at all. No, so well, join, if, join the club. Join the club. I couldn't stand him. So what was it like under Brown? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what we did to deserve him twice. Twice. We had him twice. We, we've had him as manager twice. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Look, you got to say at one point he had some reasonable success, but it's we're probably still now paying for it because he did bring in a lot of high earners at that particular time. That yeah, that that just wasn't sustainable for a club like us, and that. So that that was really the beginning of the the slump, uh, and then yeah, it, it was in the COVID season when uh, with six games to go, we sacked the manager. It was Mark Molesley at the time, who's now a, a Aldershot. Then we got Phil Brown back in for six games, and then it was it was obviously a case of okay, if he keeps us up, we're probably going to keep him. It didn't keep us up, and we still kept him. Uh, and there, yeah, that was when that was the start of last season, and you know that that was the whole time there was protests on the pitch. The, the recruitment was abysmal. Um, just yeah. well, do you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll give him the goalkeeper. He, he signed Steve Arnold, who ended up getting our player of the season. I'll, I'll give him that one. Um, Listen, even the stop clock tells the right time twice a day. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than that, the, the recruitment was was pretty abysmal. It's just it's just old timers that are you know coming to the end of their career. They've they've got little knocks. They can't they can't train. They're injured. Like it's just we're going we're going nowhere with that with that kind of policy. Um, so yeah, that was that was pretty bleak. But thankfully, it, it didn't last too long. That sounds very familiar, doesn't it, Paddy? All timers yeah. can't yeah. train. 
I'm a bit worried. I am getting a bit. I think you can get away with like one or two in the squads, but that aren't gonna play every game. But I think we we had five or six that we were expected to play every game. We we had a centre midfielder last year, Abu Agogo, played four games. Played four games. I think what made four appearances. Don't think he completed the ninety minutes in either of them. Um, We discovered sort of midway through last season that he had a heart condition. Wasn't uh, wasn't announced it was anything like COVID related or anything like that. He had a heart condition. Never saw him again. I think he's retired. We signed him about this time last year to play in the engine room. So it's like that's what I mean. The the, the recruitment was absolutely abysmal. But he just was... gets to a point though when 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 things are so bad at your club, you just have to sign whoever's prepared to sign, and yeah. and it starts to feel like that, doesn't it? It starts to feel like. Players are running out of options. The club are running out of options, so they just sign them and hope that. Yeah, that's why it's, a, it's a little help. bit awkward because it's it's a bit cringy to to think this way. But we are a bit of a pull at this level. If if we're looking in the north and south, players will look at that and go, "Oh, like they're like they're they're a bit of a platform for me. If I go there and do mm. well, I might I might get get a move, or I, I might go up with them." So yeah, that's that's a bit new for us. We, we've never we've never been a, like an attractive club for players because normally they're on they're on the way down. But now with like the the current policy, it's definitely picking up younger players that are, that are on the way up. Which I you know I'd rather have that every day of the week than I mean a lot of these players you've never heard of. But I'd I'd, st- I'd absolutely rather have that than, than yeah. what we would what we were doing last year. I, I don't think we've signed a player this year. Permanent signing, that is. We've brought, we've brought in one on loan, but permanent signings. I don't think we've signed anybody over the age of twenty-five. Yeah, we have. Don't we? It's every <laughs> on under twenty-five. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean we've gone from having a lack of experience to so having plenty a of lot experience. Of, a lot of experience in a lot of years. Yeah. Yeah. We we were stuck in that middle ground for a spell last year. We. Yeah, we, we had the experienced lads and then the youngsters and there was very, very little in that middle ground of sort of like 25 to 29-year-olds. So we've, yeah, we've we've definitely bridged that gap a little bit this year. Paddy, how do you feel about the um, the ownership takeover and what you've seen? I know it's very, very early in terms of like the first few weeks of it. I, like, you know, it sounds to me, no offence, Scott, that, that, you know, South Ender. Like you've already I said to yourself, you you know, you're still struggling. There's a lot of work to do. You've got the same chairman. Oh, we're still a work. You know, we're you, massively a working. Yeah, job. you're not gonna there's there's not a feeling within yourself that you've got what it takes to sort of like bounce back into the football league anytime no, soon. Paddy, do you think that the our owners are making the right noises early on? Is it too early to tell? Or no, what? he's uh he's an infectious character, isn't he? He's uh um, he certainly is, yeah. He's uh yeah, uh, very impressed with him. Um I think it might be worth him perhaps taking a back step from the spotlight now, maybe letting Darren Royal be the the front of it um, before he says anything that lands him in hot water, really. But, yeah, um, I was there last Tuesday, met him, had quite a, a decent chat with him, and he's, he's a very impressive, very infectious character. And he's, he's on to win a straightaway, isn't he? Because he's not the last lot. So yeah. anyone who's coming in is on to a winner. Well, being just being able to be around the ground and be be present, you know, yeah. and mucking and you know filling in potholes in the car park and doing all that kind of stuff it's it's all. I mean, there's been more positive PR in the first three weeks than there was in the last three years. I'd like him to stick his hand in his pocket for a few new players, but 
that's exactly my thoughts. You put, put your money where your mouth is now. You've got your season tickets. Come on. You know, actions speak louder than words, don't they? And mm. don't get me wrong, filling a few potholes, getting the crowds back on side, shaking everyone and everyone's hand to buy a season ticket. You just it, it, it's that next step now to show that he's going to wants to move the move the club forward. You know, all the corporate boxes have sold out, all the sponsorships yeah. were sold out, so the money's coming in, and he said he's bought it debt free, so it, it's got to be sustainable somehow. So yeah. I think I know it's only three games, it's early days, but. You need to see that progress now, ever ever so slowly. Do you know so what I mean? On both Saturday and yesterday, uh, it was a nice place to be around uh, yeah. until the football kicked off. Like, but it was a nice place to be around. Everyone had everyone had a spring in the step. Everyone was positive. You know, they were. I mean, last season, I, I think you you went last year, didn't you, Dave? It was yeah. it was pretty grim at times, wasn't it? So it was nice that loads of people had a spring in the step Saturday and. And yesterday, until uh, John Sheridan and his charges knocked it all out of us. <laughs> and we, we had a we had a crowd, uh, Scott, on Saturday of eight and a half thousand. We had six thousand eight hundred there last night. You know, brilliant crowds, like really, really good crowds. Not just for this level, like you know, we we be happy with a crowd like that in League yeah, One, yeah. I think, to be honest. Yeah. So, like you know, it, it, that that's the kind of the, the kind of vibe that we've got. Don't know how many are going to be going down on Saturday, but I'd imagine it will, will take a decent amount. Now, that, I think uh, that that'll feel it'll it'll feel like a a league game, really. Yeah, yeah, we we will we'll have a good good home crowd in it. I think I don't know how many away games you you guys have done yet, but it hits home when you go to some of the away games. Yeah, that that really hits home. The some some of them are bleak. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think what the worst one was. Maidenhead, that was rough. Yeah, that was it? Was it was. It was just. There's just nowhere near like enough space for people to stand, and you know, you know what you've sold. Like give or take, you got a very rough idea of what what you've sold for this, and do a little bit of research. We travel quite well, and I I, I ended up stood on like a, a knee height wall at the back for for the whole game, just so I could see the pitch. And I'm, and I'm not short. That's the p- people that are under six foot. You've got no chance. So there's yeah, not it, much of a not much it, of an incline there. No, in it, these, yeah. These it, Kingsley, obviously they thing? went, but it was the same there. It, yeah, it's it's it does really hit home when you're at some of the away grounds. At these non-league grounds, um, obviously you've got your terracing like that. Is there a seating option as well for fans? Or have you? Yeah, you there is. Yeah, I think I think yeah. they have to because obviously they they got to offer some seats for disabled fans. Yeah. Yeah. But it won't be a lot, but yeah, they they, they have to give... I'll use my dad's disabled option. badge then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's going to be an experience. And I think, just like we said to the Dorking lads uh, last week on the phone, in, like, it's, it's, it feels like FA Cup first round every week, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, like, they're coming to Boundary Park and, you know, they're getting a big crowd, they're getting the experience. It's, you know, Boundary Park's a, from pitch level and from fan level, it's a decent, you know, from pitch side, it's a decent stadium. Mm. Facilities in it aren't great and mm. that needs working oh, on. But it, it'll, it'll be one of the better watch. grounds. Yeah, it's league. a good place to watch football, yeah. though. But, like, and then when we go to Dorking, Wheelstone, um, South End, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, you know, it feels like the FA Cup first, first round. You know, you're yeah. in these tiny little places. Yeah. And, Where and if it so, is that, you quite enjoy it because it's a one-off. Exactly. Then, then, for one then you season, very, you very quickly realise you're going yeah. to these sorts of places every other week. Exactly, and that's the that's the that's yeah. the thing, and that's where the 
the commitment of the fans of, of uh, to the supporters to to stick at it, to keep buying season tickets, to keep turning up, to keep funding the club, to try and give them the, the resources to get out of the division. I mean, one of the things I thought was was brilliant last night um, was just seeing the advertising hoardings actually full of adverts, yeah. different mm. adverts from different... Because the last couple of seasons, it just said, like, Sky Bet, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and, How you get the Vanarama boards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it was just all the basics, but there's actually people yeah. paying to sponsor the advertising boards and things like that. You know, we've got the digital boards and, and they're actually, you know, actually full of adverts. So like there is, there is this momentum. It's just, you know, fans lose interest. Or, I mean, Paddy obviously yeah. was dying to get out of the house on the weekends, like, so he'll keep going regardless, but you know, people, people want to see a team that wins at least every other game or so. Yeah. He's at the nail, Paddy at the nail on the head. People want to see their team win football matches. Yeah. And as soon as that stops, and as soon as there's a struggle, it'll just tail off, won't it? And it's... it's the easiest way to put bums on seats, isn't it? You can do any sort of marketing campaign you want, but if your team ain't winning games, you ain't going to want to go. You do kids for a quid, you could do like do what you like. But if they if they lose, you ain't going to want to go back. No, and we've been putting up with that for a while because we've been bobbins. <laughs> so we got predictions then, uh, Scott. One nil. Two. To Oldham, yeah. Nothing. One nil seven. Nah, give up. It'll be scrappy. It's a banana skin, mate. Paddy, I think they'll beat us, you know. And you're still going, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they'll beat us. We do one. We do a win. It, not the stuff you know. I mean that yesterday to lose to Weldstone. I know you said before about never think you've hit rock bottom, but losing to Weldstone at home has to be rock bottom. I think they're going to struggle. I do. I think you get the ball in our box, you're going to cause problems. Get the ball on the football pitch, you're likely to cause a problem. <laughs> uh, I, I think we'll get beat 3 1. Dave, do you reckon we'll win 4 0 there? Uh, I'm going to say. Oh, I'm not going to say. I never say. Go on, Matt. Um, I'm going to go for 1 1. I think it'll be a draw. I think you've got draws written all over you. Um, I think away from home, like we drew at Torquay, the games have been. You know, score wise have been fairly tight. We don't seem to. Dorky made it easy for us because they played very openly. Like they played very expansive game, left a lot of space. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go for one all. I think it'd be a tight game. I don't think it'll be a classic. I'm open no. to changing my prediction if we sign three players by Saturday, though. Well, let's hope we do because we desperately need them. We mm. desperately need them. What's your podcast called again, Scott? It's called the Custard Splat. Is there a particular reason? Is it because of the yellow it's, on your kit? It's ba- it's based off this shirt, believe it or not. This yeah. was it's was match it? worn, isn't it? Is that match worn? It's not match worn. No, mm. I I applied I applied these oh. myself because I'm a saddo. Um, this is match worn. He's, he's a saddo when it comes to match worn. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, it was this this kit was ninety seven. Uh, 99. I think it was a two-year home kit, and we got back-to-back relegations in it. <laughs> oh, a lucky one! <laughs> yeah, it got it got dubbed by some, some I don't know, newspaper or magazine at the time. This looks like a custard splat. So, it, yeah, it just. Um, when's your podcast start... out, mate? Uh, we we try and do one once a month, but we're we're quite loose with it to be honest. Because, but you know what it was when we started doing it. It was when we were right in the eye of the storm, and we were just you know abysmal. And we didn't want to become one of them where it was like Arsenal fan TV, where we were just whinging all the time. 
because that's what we oh. would have been doing. <laughs> no, nah, but we didn't, we didn't want to be like, just like hammering people because it, it was that bad. If we were to talk about it, it would have just been abusive the, the entire time. So, um, yeah, funnily enough, that, that first lockdown was, was our best spell because we got, we got loads of players on, loads of ex-players. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was our best little stint probably about two years ago now. Well, hopefully, you know, you'll have positive things to talk about after Saturday. Obviously, we, we, we need yeah. we need the points. We need the points. So you do, we do. Let's uh, let's see what happens. But thanks for joining us tonight, mate. Really appreciate no, it. Guys. No, I enjoyed it. Thanks yeah. very much indeed. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, and we'll, no, um, we'll see you. Let us know if you're coming up to... Um, when when are you up here? It'll be, it'll be in winter, won't it? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'll have to have a look. Get yourself up here. We'll freezing. You'll have a time <laughs> of your life, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Thanks for joining us, Scott. Cheers, Thank guys. You. See you, mate. Paddy, thanks for joining us. No you were the only, nobody else called in tonight, which is a bit disappointing, don't you think, Dave? It's yeah, but you know, it's holidays. August, is that what it is? And I think they're a bit fickle. The Oldham fans get beat, and they Ooh, just won't bother. I'm calling you because we got beat. If we'd have won, I wouldn't have really been bothered enough to come on. Oh. I know our kid said he was going to come on tonight and give it a good morning. He hasn't shown shown his face, so. But yeah, uh, thanks for going on, mate. Appreciate no, it. I do really do appreciate it. it. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Have a good Thank one you. on the safe journey down to South End. Right then. You know what? I'd just like to um, mention one Thank more time. Thank our sponsors. Beef paste. Yes, beef. Beef paste. Mmm, I love the taste. Beef paste. Beef paste. Beef paste. Mmm, I love the The Band of Pag Alert system is hosted and produced by Matt Dean and Andy Halliwell for QPod Productions. Visit oafcpodcast.co.uk for loads more info, including how to support us for just $2.99 per month, how to sponsor the show to raise money for the $18.95 fund, and to read Arlene's brilliant weekly blog. Please follow and interact with us on social media at OAFC Podcast and you can help change the game by listening to us on the Fan Hub app along with all major podcast platforms. Please like, subscribe and review the pod to help us climb the rankings and get more listeners. Pushtheboundary.co.uk and oasf.co.uk are where you'll find out all about our official supporters groups getting involved and continuing to raise money for the 1895 fund. Don't miss the Latics football phoning with myself and Dave Bradley every Wednesday from 8.30 till 9.30 at youtube.com forward slash the Boundary Park Alert System. Follow us on socials at OAFC Phoning. You can also catch us on the brand new Greatest Manchester Football Podcast Live every Thursday night from 8 till 9 on the Greatest Manchester Football Podcast YouTube channel. Follow at GMFootPod for all the details. The title music for the show is by DJ and producer Starion with an R and for more information visit bandcamp.com forward slash Red Laser Records. 